the opinion line on Cork's 96FM. For thousands and thousands of Irish workers, there is no sick pay. You don't work, you don't get paid. You might have to go on a social, and, and there's no sick pay for a lot of people. Well, now, people are going to have a right to sick pay. Uh, Leah Bradker has received government approval for a new law that will give all workers the right to paid sick leave. It's, it's, it's unbelievable that it's taken until 2022 to put that in place. Uh, from this year, you'll have three days. From next, from 2024, five days, 2025, and then from 2026, everybody will have an entitlement to 10 days of sick leave. The Minister of State at the Department of Business, Employment and Retail is Damien English, and he joins me now. Minister, good morning. Good morning, PJ, and and thanks for the introduction. And look, I think first of all, you're right in how you've introduced it. There's many employees that are lucky enough to have sick pay, but there's many others who don't. And that's what we're trying to put right with this legislation. The town minister was very clear on this. Uh, when he took up the brief in the Department of Enterprise, there's something he wanted to change in conjunction and working with employers that we would introduce a statutory sick pay scheme that everybody, no matter who you are or what career, what job you're in, would be able to, based on the certification, would be entitled to sick leave. Um, and that's important that we that we that we're in that space. We the legislation will be complete this year, and this scheme should be enacted. Uh, certainly, if not over the summer by the hour. Why did it take four years to do it, though? Four years are taking a lot longer than that, in my view, because there's many countries all over Europe that have had a scheme at this in place already. Uh, the tolerance, as I said, took up this brief was determined that he would do it, and he would make sure that on behalf of the, the employees in this country, he would bring it through. So since that, over the last probably 16, 17 months, we've had, a, had an engagement and consultation with all the various stakeholders, which is right to do that, because we wanted to do this in conjunction with employers, mindful of the situation for the last two years. has been very difficult for business owners and for employers, so it's important to get this right, mm. and that's why it's been phased in. We would have consulta- have a, a strong consultation around the rate of pay, the duration, the conditions, the cost of businesses, the complexity of the regulatory environment, the need to have a certification. All that was something that had to be teased out with all departments. But I'm glad that we're through all that now and this mm. bill has started in the doll and we'll be up and running in the years ahead. I think it's a right. We are, there's only two or three countries in Europe that don't have a statutory sick pay scheme. So that'll be corrected now uh, and rightly so. Yeah, because I suppose we have a sick pay scheme in work you, you don't understand the complexities of it. You just apply and the money is paid and everything. Every, everyone's happy. But if you don't have to see it, you have people. How much of a, a role did the pandemic play in this minister? In that people might have mild symptoms or none at all. And they went to work because they wouldn't get paid if they didn't. And, and that's exactly it. I think that the pandemic made it very clear that there is a risk if someone goes to work. Uh, by, uh, if they're ill and certainly if they had something like like COVID as well so we believe strongly that no one should feel that they have to go to work when they're sick because they can't afford not to that was recognised very early on in response to COVID-19 and one of the first supports that came in was the, the Enhanced Illness Benefit Scheme at a greater rate to encourage people who, who not to go to work when they were sick because they were you know we needed to stop the spread of the virus and I think it's well recognised that if anybody is genuinely sick it's not helpful to your colleagues at work to your customers to your employers and mm. public health in general by going to work it's not so good for your own health easier. either Minister because but if, you, if you're sick you're sick you need to take a few days off go to the bed or just sit around at home and be nice to yourself if you've got a boss who doesn't pay sick leave and you're depend- dependent on a paycheck 
you'll go in, which even if you're not infectious to anybody else, you're not doing your own health any favours. Correct. It's not good. That's what I said. It's not good for anybody. Uh, and it's important that, 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 we, that we assist people not to be able to, not to have to do that. And it's important, as you say, everybody has bills to pay and need their money that week. So that's why this scheme w- w- kicks in for the first three days, which brings you right up to where the illness benefit is paid after day three. And over the next couple of years, then it moves on to five days, to seven days and to ten days. And uh, while I do recognise it is an absolute great support to employees, it will put in- increase in pressure on flyers. We'll work with them on those costs. But to recognise that the majority of businesses I talk to tell me they find it very difficult to source talent and, and to replace, you know, to fill jobs they have on offer. So we believe strongly as a part of Enterprise Rate and Employment, if we can all work together to improve the paying conditions and the support across the system, that will help and will strengthen the hand of business to be able to source talent and to retain the skilled workforce they have. Because we have a huge recruitment crisis in many sectors of society and... I don't know whether it's an accident or not, but a lot of the areas where it's difficult to recruit are sectors where there isn't always sick pay available. That's that's fair to say, and there seems to be a link to that, uh, and also the general paying conditions. And I recognise that many of those businesses would find it difficult to pay enhanced terms and conditions. So we naturally we have to try to work with them on that basis as well, uh, and we will do that. And we've seen that over the last couple of years, with through the taxpayers, the government was able to step up and assist businesses uh, with those increased costs during COVID and and the supports, but also directly linking um, supports to employees because we need businesses to create jobs. Mm-hmm. To be able to fill, you know, to have those jobs in the first place. So it's a chicken and egg there, but it's important we get the support structure right. And will all of this be done without the worker themselves having to do any heavy lifting? It'll just come in. It will come in uh, this year. The worker, it would be very clear. This is certified sick leave, uh, so you will have to be able to have proof that you were, that you are sick. I think that's important that we do that because yeah. it's, it's only fair to employers if they're going to pay for this. Oh, yeah. There is certification involved in that as well. We'll have to get but, a doctor's note, in other words. Correct. Yeah. Yes, and that's to me that's only right. So that's that, that's what the employee will have to do. This legislation kicks in. It is in law. It's, it's a statutory sick pay scheme, um, and it kicks in hopefully with the autumn. It has to finish off its its process with the dough. It attempts to driving that hopes to have it in by July, but it, it should certainly be up and running by by the autumn. Okay. Lastly, your your colleague um, Roderick Gorman has come out this morning uh, talking about changes in the law to suit parents five days off to care for a sick child or a sick family member which again isn't part of this new work-life balance structure it's going to be costly but it's something i'm sure you'd support yeah, it's again two things. Now, first of all, to be clear, it, it, it's going to cabinet today, so it still has a process ahead of it so that yeah. everybody can contribute to consultation and debate and so on. So it's not the complete story yet. Uh, and again, until it goes through cabinet, I'm not at liberty to go into all the details of it. Uh, but the short version of this is, and the difference of this, and compared to our previous discussion, this is unpaid leave. But this is about uh, putting in place a structure, a relationship between the employer and the, pl- and the employee to have this conversation, to have a process set out to work out the additional leave a parent would need to look after someone that's, that's temporarily sick or that has long-term uh, sickness or illness. See, as well. see, I think, uh, Minister, some people would have shivered at the mention of unpaid because in the middle of a cost-of-living crisis, people can't afford to be taken unpaid 
please. Yes, well, 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 again, first of all, the number one priority is they very often need to be able to take time off work and not suffer, suffer any consequences in their work because of that need to take time off work and the need to have employers understanding that. That's the first challenge here and that's the process. Right. And like many other benefits and leaves that come in over the years, they very often come in originally uh, as unpaid and then we work together with the various sectors over time. It is a need to, to recognise that that needs to be paid. Again, to be clear, there's many employers out there that do make these arrangements without mm. the law and do make payments anyway and do the right thing if they can. And so it's, again, it's to enhance this conversation for those who, who aren't in that situation as well. Okay. And it's generally positive. But again, it goes back to how work is changing and flexibilities are needed in many of our workforces as well as additional support for business as well. But if we are to continue to grow our workforce, we now have nearly 2.5 million people that work in this country for the first time ever. And that has to continue. And if we are to fill the jobs, we have to constantly work with new ways to make jobs more flexible, to improve terms and conditions, okay. to improve our businesses. And we do that through some development support as well okay. to be able to achieve all of this. Okay, listen, thank you for that, Damien English, Minister of State for Business, Employment and Retail. So statutory sick pay coming in before the end of the year, three days this year, then working up to 10 days after 2026. And going to Cabinet this morning, this idea of being able to get time off to be with your family at a time of need. Quartz 96 FM. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.